This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that fade, time to show and prove. You know the vibes, fine, Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only right we represent from Tampa to Tally. We keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas and bombing your weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from J, DJ, and Q. You know the vibes. Ding, ding. What up, Boxing World? This is Boxing Vibes TV coming right back at you. Give me the best boxing analysis on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher. We do this. We out here. Let's get it. I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew. We got JD in the building. Uh-huh. As always, you already know it's 813 all day. We got Q back in the building. What's populating, baby? Back in the building, baby. What we got going? And we got yours truly. J-Box. Moderator is here, Madness. So, without further ado, go ahead and get a pie quote of the day so we can get things on the way. All right, so let's get this pie quote popped off real quick and easy. And this was from none other than David Benavidez uh, in his post-fight press conference when he was asked about, you guessed it, Canelo Alvarez. And the money and they man. Were, and, and they were asking him, you know, does he feel like he deserves that fight? And David Benavidez simply said, look, there's no more competition at 168. He needs to fight me. And that's simply all he had to put on it. He said, there's no more competition for Canelo at 168. It ain't but one body left if he's going to sit there and be undisputed at 168. But what about Charlo? What about Charlo? He won 60. Hey, hey, hey. No, no. What did he you say know about how Charlo? you feel about Hey, hey, another quote. We're going to double back to another quote. Hey, I like that cute. I like that cute. We're going to make me give him a double quote. So, in okay, the go ring, ahead. Go ahead. Go y'all ahead. heard this. In the go ring, go ahead. <laughs> in the post fight, earmuffs, kids. You know, yeah, you close your ears, kids. But he called, uh, if my uh, memory serves me correct, didn't he call uh, Charlo the P word? I say it. Cover your ears, kids. He said, I will fight Charlo, but he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he called Charlo. Everybody looking. Charlo, you got to do right. something, baby. You got to you know do something, I mean? You, you hard, right? Do something. <laughs> 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 hey, Everybody for this uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, this is what we do, man. We we throw, we let a few fly every now and then. All right. So before we get too far off track, go ahead and tell the people what to do. Uh-huh. And all, as always, on every streaming platform, if you're down with the vibes, hit the notification bell and subscribe. Hey. All right, all right, all right. So speaking of the pod quote, Benavidez stops Davis in the eighth. Uh, that was a fight where they had a last-minute replacement. Well, it was a decent replacement. Uh, they both had, uh, fought Darrell before, uh, prior to, and so... <clears throat> Just judging by the outcomes, I expected what I saw. David David Benavidez is a big, big, big one sixty eight monster, and um, great hand speed. Uh, seems to have decent power. Um, so you know he ended up stopping him in the eighth. Uh, good show of sportsmanship at the end. But I guess the bigger thing to take away from it is what happens at the one sixty eight pound division now. What are your reactions to? Do you think? David Benavidez is ready for Canelo. He's relatively young. Um, some might say inexperienced. 
he has been a contender for a minute at 168 and should be a belt holder, but magically, everybody else was getting the phantom belts and interim fights but him. So, uh, Q, I'll let you go ahead and speak on it and what you feel about ben- David Benavidez and his future in the, the 168-pound division. You know, um, he absolutely deserves his shot. I think you're ready. I'm tired of all this babysitting. I, I ain't with it. I ain't with it. I want to see the best fight the best. I feel like he's no doubt, in my opinion, I think he's the most dangerous fighter at 168. He been there. He was a belt holder before Canelo got there, if I ain't mistaken. And um, I think he lost his belt. I don't know if it's on the scale or some COVID protocol. He lost his belt some type of way. So he's legit. You know, I think he's – I don't know if he – he should be the mandatory. I mean, who else is it there? You know what I'm saying? If you're going to stay there, my thing is you might as well fight the best. Like I said before, I think Cinco de Mayo will be the perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because Canelo already said he's going to chill till come back May 5th. Or whatever that week. And um, so I feel like Benavidez, this fight has already cooked enough. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got a lot of people already coming out saying, you know, there's a lot of people feel like Canelo ain't ain't fighting the best. Um, I feel like Caleb Plant was a was definitely a definitely a good a good fight for him. Um, and I think Benavidez is the next. If you're gonna be in 168, I don't want to I don't I mean we don't you done got some soft touches already. And and I will give Canelo his credit. He has kept the game alive because he's been very active, but I wanna see. At this point, you know, that's that's really the only fight I want to see at this point. You know what I'm saying? Personally, that'll, that'll be my first pick, put it like that. It's other fights I entertain, but that's the one. And I think that'll be a very stiff test. And I just saw something where Canelo actually called him dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Canelo, you know, so he, he definitely That might be the kiss of death, though. You know what I'm saying? That might be the... Well, you got to do it. You got to go through it, get to it, do it. Because what I see about... Benavidez, and I got to give, give all the credit to Kyron Davis, man. He's one of the bravest fighters I've ever seen. I mean, honestly, skilled. And he, I mean, he was out, he was outmatched because Benavidez breaks you down with pressure. And his speed is very underrated. People, his speed yes. and six punch combinations and body punching and relentless pressure. You know what I'm saying? He like, if, Matone, if Tony Margarita wasn't, wasn't, wasn't dirty. Man, you can't hear Antonio off the screen. Man, I saw that in show. I saw that little clip. Yeah, yeah you saw him. You saw but, but, but like Antonio Margarita the pressure Margarita uh, put on with the volume side. punching and the walking down. Well, I think he more skilled than Margarita. Well, I don't know. I, I like, I like, well, I, 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 like look, I, I'll go ahead and help you out with that. If you don't mind me interjecting, he's way more skilled than Margarita, number one. And he ain't got them acne acre cement blocks in his hands. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> matter, yeah, matter of fact, go, go ahead. I want to add a little something in there, but go ahead. Uh, after y'all done, I'll, I'll throw a little on it. That's what I got. What you got, JD? You know, actually, I, I thought it was actually a, a pretty good fight. Uh, I did what you said, Q. I, I got a salute. For one second, I'm going to salute Davis. You know, I'm going to give him his props because he actually took this bout on two weeks notice. Mm. So that tells you right there how much he was just trying to jump at the opportunity just to get on the big stage. Because I don't think any fighter would suggest or say it's a good idea to take on David Benavidez with only two weeks of preparation. Nah, that's so... And so it actually did get to the eighth round. And I'm not going to lie, when I was watching the bout, I did say to myself, you know, I, I give Davis credit. He did get overwhelmed by Benavidez. But I'm like, dang, if this dude probably had a full camp, maybe this fight goes maybe to the 11th round. Or maybe he possibly even survives. Who knows? Because to get the, the round eight on only two weeks, that was pre- a pretty good feat for him. But with David Benavidez, man, dude is just too huge, too relentless, too fast. Um, he He is a fighter who... 
he throws so many punches, almost reminds me a bit of an even bigger Jaime Munguia. But those who watch the Jaime Munguia, Gabe Rosado fight. You right. know, you watch a fighter like that at 160 who punches so much and is so active. You know, David Benavidez is the exact same way. And now to the Canelo point, that is for the very reason why I do not think Canelo takes him on anytime soon. I think a 24-year-old dude this big who throws that many punches, who's naturally a 168-pounder. So you could imagine that David Benavidez probably comes into the ring probably at light heavy, probably about 175, maybe even cruiserweight. Right, maybe even 180, maybe even higher. So when you take that into account, I don't see Canelo going into a fight with a fighter that big who's naturally the bully and who even David Benavidez has said, look, everybody thinks that Canelo will be a good fight, but y'all don't realize I like to take a hit. He said, when it comes to Canelo, I'll take the hit and then I'm going to try to give him licks right back. And so in my mind, what I see when I see David Benavidez and why I think it won't happen, I see a younger, bigger, stronger in his prime triple G. And so that is for the reason why I don't think Canelo does that because Benavidez is going to fight the exact same style that Triple G took the Canelo in both fights. And if you're Canelo, I don't think you want that war with that young bull who's only 24. I, I just don't see Canelo wanting that right now. But I agree with you, Q, that if he's going to stay at 168, he doesn't have long to keep ducking this young bull if he's really going to keep claiming that title of being undisputed at 168 when he's the most formidable uh, contender. Not to mention, speaking of Charlo and Benavidez, both of them have said that they are the number one contenders to Canelo's belts. So he, at at this point, even if he's really going to hold on to those belts, he's got to take on one of them because both of them are sitting there as the number one contenders. So we'll we'll see what happens when it gets down to that. That, see, see, there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm going to squeeze a whole lot in a little bit. Number one, <clears throat> Charlo being the number one contender for his belt is bullshit because has he ever had a fight at 168 yet? No. All right, right. So that's bullshit, number one. Two, it speaks to my point where magically the Red Sea parted and he was able to skip over Benavidez and collect all the belts against Liam Smith or whatever Smith brother he fought. And, and Callum Smith, wherever he fought, and it, it was kind of just odd to me. He was beating these, I don't want to say also Rands, but these guys who were just had a belt. And it was interim fights, and they never really beat a champ to be a champ. And then now all of a sudden, he's the one 168 pound undisputed, and you got David Benavidez sitting there like, what just happened? So that that's that that's two. Three, I, I, you mentioned Jaime Munguia. I do want to talk about that because it's not really on the schedule. I want to say, man, he put on a hell of a fight with Rosado. Um, shout out to Rosado, man. He's always professional. That, shows up. That. Got a lot of heart. That was a great Bro. fight. Jaime, Jaime Munguia got a hell of a chin. Love to see him in the future. Um, I do have a question. So you see David Benavidez, right? Um, if David Benavidez can't get Canelo, um, we were talking about this while I saw you guys going back and forth about this. What do you guys think about a plant fight? You think plant should get a, a you know, a set up fight to, to kind of get back on the winning streak and then 
or do you think he should jump right in the fight with David Benet, David Benavides? And I'm, I only say that, and I'll, and I'll preface it, kind of muddy the waters to say, I think it would be unfair to have to put Caleb Plant right back in there with David Benavides. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, you know, so what do y'all think about that? I would want to do that to him, man. I, I like playing it. I don't like that fight for him, man. I mean, more I think about it, I don't like that fight because, I mean, Benavidez is, I feel like he's he's bigger. He's more offensive than Canelo. Uh, it's a lot less time to counterpunch because this man is flurry. I mean, his, and his jab is great. amazing. Amazing. With, with the clip you sent me with the uh, – the clip you sent? Oh, the, oh, oh, the classic uh, yeah, the 30, the 15 hundred hand like slap combination? Shit, man. I don't know if they sped it up, but like, bro, this man. No, that was real. His real punches time. and punch placement and that jab is dumb. And then he even got the reach over half an inch. I looked at the measurables. You know, he an inch taller and half an inch reach over uh, Caleb Plant. I, I really, because I just feel like, I feel like Benavidez is a, very durable. And I just feel like, like I like with Canelo, I feel like the durability test, the chin test, Cause I just felt like Caleb Plant didn't have the power to hurt Canelo. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like this would be a very bad look. I mean, I, I will. I, I love this. I, I love the fight, but I, I don't know if it's enough footwork to get for, get around what Benavidez is bringing, man. Because he he ain't wasting punches either. You know. What, so what you got on JD? Heck no, nah, man. That shouldn't happen next, man. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, without a doubt, you don't put Caleb Plant right in there with another doll like a David Benavidez. But what I will say, though, is, hey, man, salute to Caleb Plant because he put on a spectacular no performance, doubt, one that I did not expect. I'm a fan, I'm a fan. So I'm not going to sit here and say. Cost me a smoothie. It's, it, it, yeah, I still need that smoothie up out you, brother. <laughs> but I'm going to say this much, though. I'm not so quick to write off Caleb Plant against David Benavidez, though. And here's why. Even though David Benavidez would be able to apply that pressure, I will say, I will say this, man. Caleb Plant got some defense. The way he stood in that pocket with that shoulder roll. I, 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 I got It's easy to do when somebody is picking punches, bro. Benavidez. That, that shoulder roll, right, right, but, but here's but the here, master. Right, Maybe but, but, but here's the thing. Yeah. What I would what I would say though is, I feel like even with Caleb Plant, he's still young. I even think he could improve on that even more. I could guarantee you, there's a lot of people who are looking at his defense against Canelo, and he probably even has some of his uh his peers like, "Dang, bro, where that came from, bro? Where where you been working on that at?" And so my thing is. The reason why I say I would not rule out Caleb Plant is simply for the fact that if he could utilize that kind of defense, I do think he would get more rounds against David Benavidez. And so what it will ultimately boil down to is it will boil down to can he avoid that devastating shot? Yeah. Like you're talking about, Q. He's going to have relentless pressure. But if Caleb Plant could avoid that <laughs> one shot or two, Bro, I can if see Canelo had that work rate, man. That fight with you know, just the work rate this man got, bro. It's I, don't, I, see, I just, see Canelo, Canelo can't have that work rate, or I, as he shouldn't after all that weight he put on. Like right, if right. he has the same work rate, work rate as he did when he was 147 pounds, 154 pounds, then you know I mean, that man's just a machine. Um, I'm gonna say this, and you guys were talking about this with Canelo and 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 fighting Benavides. I think what a lot of people are calling for, which is a lot of people why people are looking at the Triple G fight and or looking at David B Benavides, they want somebody 
who's Real not case. going to wilt under Canelo's power. They want somebody who could take a punch and give one just as strong to see skill for skill. Skill. Who's the better fighter? What do you guys think about that? I agree. No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And and my only my only real reason for for not wanting the um, Triple G fight because I even just saw Eddie Hearns. He I mean it's a lot of people that do want the Triple G fight. It just uh I've seen we've seen it twice. I just feel like Canelo will get better. You know what I'm saying? It's just after the first one, after the second one, I feel like he improving the third one. And I just feel like Triple G is older. And personally, I just feel like Triple G hasn't done anything since he fought Canelo. That's my only reason. It ain't nothing against Triple G. I just feel like it's it's he could he could have been undisputed at one sixty right now, and which will clam which will even make that fight even bigger because he could have jumped on Charlo and he could have jumped on Andrade. You know what I'm saying? But I know the only response I'll say about the Triple G thing, and I won't. Um, this will be his second top five middleweight that he's fought, and I will say, in regards to Andre and Charlo, I can't remember other than Devinchenko, I can't remember the last top middleweight they fought. Like him fighting Murata over in Japan. Murata's ranked number four. Devinchenko was ranked number three. Um, and he'll he would have faced two of the top five. And I was just just for Charlo constantly calling out Canelo and, and even right. Andre. It's like y'all either gotta fight right. each other. But but Andre won't fight. fight. Andre won't fight. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's the difference. Charlo don't want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I and also I just saw Munguia. He he could have been the mandatory and already had had fought fought him like plenty of times ago. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's right. Munguia's in the 168 160 division. Yeah, yeah, call yeah, all that out. Like, yo, you could have. You talking about being move. in line, but you could already had the fight. But, but that's, a smart move. that's a smart move, though, my Munguia. He, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Yeah, I mean, you know. He wasn't ready. It's a smart move, but we know why these moves made. You know what I'm saying? You know, they ain't. Yeah, yeah. Munguia. Oh, you talking about. They have to vacate. You know, they'll jump on whoever the whack guy that's in line, and, you know, they'll fight them. But you know what, though? I will say this. They did. I think somebody. The way it happened with Mungia, they tried to put him up against uh, Triple G, and I think yeah, the. A few years uh, back. Yeah, I think it, that's what they're trying to. I think that's what they're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's more viable now than it was back. back then. Like Mungia wasn't. He wasn't what we saw last night back then. But yeah, and, and moving on point, without yeah. trying to get too far, you know, into the weeds on the one sixty and one sixty eight pound division. We gotta. Oh, oh, oh let me. Let me. Oh, let me, sorry. Let me, let me go ahead. Yeah, I, I never. Me, I never responded to your question, bro. But um. To your point about everybody wanting to see Canelo face somebody who won't wilt under the, under the pressure, mm -hmm. it's for the very person y'all talking about, Triple G. The one person that everybody can raise their hand and say that they saw arguably beat him, or at least say it's a draw, either however you want to see it. But there's only one fighter you can really see, you can really say in the past couple of years that did not wilt under the pressure, and that's Triple G. And like I said, I think everybody is clamoring for because I'm gonna keep it 100 on Canelo, right? Because this is something that we have lamented going all the way back to the days that Canelo was under Oscar De La Hoya, right? And and speaking of Munguia, they're doing the same thing with Munguia, which is smart. It's smart. They're being very calculated with who they pick at what particular time. Who they pick at what particular time. I'm not gonna lie, when I go back and I look at the resume of Canelo Alvarez, if you really look at it, I give him two people that he really faced probably in what should have been their prime or was their prime, and I'll give him Triple G, and I'll give him Danny Jacobs, which I'm still disappointed how Danny Jacobs fought against Canelo, mm -hmm. but I'll yeah. give, but I will give Canelo credit for Danny J. Outside of Canelo, outside of Triple G and Danny J. 
I dare people to go look at his resume over the past seven, eight, nine fights and really name somebody who honestly probably he faced in their prime where it was probably at that person's peak. And so I think that's really what people are clamoring for. I you think, think Billy Joe was past his prime? You said what? Billy Joe Saunders? Uh, hey, no, B- oh, B- yeah, Billy- that should have happened a couple years ago. Even Billy Joe Saunders fight. That should have happened probably two years and, prior. People but I will say, in, 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 Can- in Canelo's defense on that one, Billy did pop positive he for popped. them steroids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that did happen. <laughs> but, but, but even with that one, to your point, Q, that was also a fight that Canelo kind of was like, ah, I'll wait on Billy Joe later. It just never materialized. Then the whole steroid thing happened. So, in the end of the day, I see why all. Are you saying Chavez Jr. won in his prime? <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Hey, bro, that's a good one. That's a good one, bro. Hey, hey, but, and bro, I was, I was yeah, really that's good. why, that's why I was really good. see it, man, because he's the one fighter, bro. All right, and before we move on, I just, you know, man, it's such an interesting type of full time. You know, this is our show. We're going to do how we want to do it. I'm going to just say one thing. I'll go back to what I said previously. The reason why people are calling for these fights and there's such an appetite because when you go into a fight, right, you don't want to go into a fight knowing that, hey, the guy that the other guy's fighting, he can't hurt him, right? I think when we look at Billy Joe, we know he didn't have the power to hurt Canelo, right? right we right. look at Plant, same thing. And we look at all the fights, even Yerdum or who uh, the guy he fought in yeah, Miami. Ad- which, yeah. yeah, which was like, yeah. But all these money, fighters, we're looking at him like, man. Canelo is so much stronger. At some point, we all know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Some let's, Tank Davis sent out a tweet. Was he's like me at one sixty eight? So everybody wants to see. Hey, fight another bull, man! So I, I think that's what we want to see, and we see that in David Benavidez. But speaking of bulls, and two bulls collide, man, we got a huge fight coming up in what five days. Oh, yeah. Sean. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Gotta use the last one. Cinco. Anyway, hey. we got Sean Showtime Porter versus Terrence Bud Crawford. All right. second so, album. So, so, JD, I mean, I, I listen, we all love Bud. We know you're his biggest fan on the show. Uh, that's not saying much because we, you know, we all love Bud, but go ahead. I'll let you take the topic first. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this fight. Mainly for what it will allow Bud to showcase. Um, a lot of people, we've lamented over the past couple of years how much PBC has froze Bud out. Smartly so. It, it, it all made sense for them on that side when it came to the money. But we all know what's really been transpiring between top rank and PBC over the past few years. Sean Porter is the one dude who they knew, and Bud even just said this recently. He's like, look, they fed up Sean Porter because they know Sean is the one fighter who ain't scared. He the one fighter who's going to come out the house and come fight me. So I'm excited for Bud because it's go time now. One time, where you at? Hey, man, it's go time. Because at this point, I could only imagine how many people are going to be down on Bud if it looks ugly, if it looks rough, if it looks like he's struggling with Sean Porter, if he gets dropped, if any of that transpires, people are going to be coming out saying, see, we knew he wasn't really that good. We knew he really wasn't that good. But on the flip side, if he does something like be the first person to stop Sean Porter or he does something 
spectacular or absolutely wallop Sean Porter, people are going to be looking like, well, well, damn, uh, Bud really might be that dude. And it takes me back. Go, go, go ahead. What you're saying is if he does what Errol Spence said he was going to do to Porter. Right, exactly. If, if he does what Errol Spence what, said. What, 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 what Spence said. Oh, he said he going to wipe the floor with him? He right. gonna, Errol Spence yeah, said he, he going to stop gonna him. Do. He ain't going to win around. He said right. Porter wasn't going to run around against him, against Errol Spence. Errol Spence, oh, before that fight, Errol Spence said, yeah. he going to beat him up, break him down, and knock him out. He ain't going right, right. to be right. no competition. Right. Right. And so, with that being said, if and again, it, it takes me back to the pound for pound debate, too, because this fight has a lot of pound for pound implications, especially as we go into the spring. Because, again, we'll probably have this discussion again another day, but I keep telling people I do give Canelo pound for pound, but by default. And I give him pound for pound for pound by default only because you can make the case that Bud needs a couple a couple more names on his resume. Period. He does. And and even I'll admit that as one of his biggest fans, and he does you. need a Sean Porter. And in the spring, he needs that boy one time out of the birds. Sit, sitting back over there in St. Peter's. One time. One he, time. He needs these two boys one back time. to back. If Spence is not, if Spence is going to chase Ugas. He needs those two, and then he could really have a legit claim to the throne. So I'm excited for it, man, because it means a lot for the legacy of a Bud Crawford who a lot of people have felt is good, but there's still that inkling of doubt in a lot of fans' minds of how good Bud is. And this Saturday night is going to start the show. Q, to that, you say what? I agree, man. He need that, you know. I would have liked... You know, I was lamenting for the, uh, you know, back in our debate about the Bud, about the uh, Porter fight versus Bud. My whole thing was that I just, I wanted him to fight the the next best, um, the best fight possible. And we had a whole debate. I just felt like uh, Thurman was the guy, was the guy for him to fight to me. Um, but since that didn't, since that didn't happen, Bud, I mean, you know, and he been he been sitting for a while. I mean, you know, Sean Porter. Like you say, the best ability is availability. You know what I'm saying? So, fight Sean Porter. And Sean Porter has been through – he done been Everybody. through all the names. Everybody. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. that would be a, a great measuring stick. And I just feel like, um, you know, I feel like Bud is about to answer that bell. You know what I'm saying? We about to, we about to get some separation. We about, to, we about to get some separation where you see the different levels. Because I feel like um, Bud is, is at a different level. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not just about pressure. It's not just about uh strength size. I just feel like he he got a switch. He got a switch, and he got he he gonna you know he hit you with the punches that you don't see. It's not. I feel like he has a better one punch knockout power, and it's part of it is because how smoothly he switched and and, and changed, and then you know that 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 feel of turning to the power punch. You know what I'm saying? Once he switched, and, and it's like he catch you with it so smooth, and then. And then the way the way he he applies pressure, I mean, he got he got that laser beam. Once once he smelled blood, man, he finished. He closed the show better than anybody else right now. You know what I'm saying? What he about nine? He about nine straight knockouts. Eight yeah. nine something. I like mean, that, I, I mean, I, obviously besides the Tank Davis or somebody like that, because only got one person that made it. You know, but um, yeah, he got he got that uh, since he been at welterweight. Well, before he even got to welterweight. No, know, yeah, man. he started this knockout streak he on uh, that welterweight. Yeah, yeah, junior welterweight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like he 
the more the more the more you the more you you catch him and you you catch him with some man you know like he he want to fight you know he really want to get in there he want to kill you you know what I'm saying so I'm ready to see it and I I really feel like it's going it's going to be a uh, an amazing night and I, I you know I know Showtime Showtime Sean Porter's going to bring it he going he's going to bring it but I just don't think it's going to be enough I'm not sure if it's a stoppage but I won't be surprised if it is a stoppage feel that strongly about how how Bud how great Bud is. I, I will say this: the thing that makes Bud Crawford, um, but I mean, of course, he has all the intangibles and he has the skill, but his his mindset. Right. He's one of the few fighters, and to your point, that catches fighters with the punches they don't see because he loves to throw and he's not afraid to throw while you're throwing. He's not. He, he has. If you look at some of his knockouts, the best knockouts. Especially with the uh, the the uh, smaller Benavidez, it was why he was punching, and he loves punching in between your punches because he's crisper and he's more accurate, which is why probably a lot of people are, and you guys included, are like, oh, um, you know, he's gonna be on another level because we see Sean Porter as his wide puncher, um, and you see at some point Terrence Crawford tightening up. And really throwing something in between. Yeah, he's throwing the straight punches. Yeah, you know? yeah, in between Sean Porter punches. It'll be easy. And, and taking with, with his style, with his style makeup, it'll be easy. Yeah. I ain't saying a fight gonna be easy, but um, Sean Porter, Sean Porter, that'll be hit. Yeah, I, 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 and I'll say this, and and we can move on. Um, the only, the only drawback that I have with, and I think I talked about this with uh, JD. The only th- drawback I, I would have to if he faced Keith Thurman is the fact that I, I think we were speaking about this maybe a, sh- a previous show. I told JD, I was like, back in like 2018, 2019, when Keith Thurman came back, I was like, he looked all right against Josecito Lopez, right? But he shouldn't take Manny Pacquiao as the next fight. Because he's not ready. He's took too long of a layoff. And I think the same thing could be true with Bud. Like, he needs to get some real rounds in, like, in front of the camera, real, you know, time fight before you just hop in that water with Thurman. So we might not have gotten the best fight if Thurman's next fight is Crawford. But I do want to see that at some point if we don't get Spence and Bud. So don't hold your breath, brother. Don't hold your breath. I want to live. I ain't holding nothing. <laughs> Are they blackballing Thurman? What's going on over there at PBC, man? Uh, nah, you know, he, he, he waiting on the right fight. He waiting like on Thurman, that money, man. Gary Russell. I mean, these guys that, that supremely talented fighters, man, that's losing their prime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's sad. It's sad to see, you know. Um, and, and I think something had some of that had to do with injury with Thurman. And then also, I think he is being frozen on some level because – Spence, for some reason, is just was so offended by whatever transpired when they were talking about fighting that he has right. He refused. no interest in fighting. Him. So mm-hmm. I do want to say this to all the Sean Porter doubters. He did hurt Spence in that fight. So don't doubt his power. and Don't doubt his tenacity, man. He always shows oh, he up. Definitely, and fight. He definitely t- he, he's very tenacious. He's just yeah. remains to be seen. It's been four and a half years since anybody touched the canvas. We even even one of the artists, he, he slapped this artist one day and the artist never touched the canvas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all, all, the, all the canvas. Hey, 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 so, so it sounds like what you're saying with those Vegas eyes, the odds say... He, he not gonna make Bud touch the canvas. Nah, now. bro. I die. Well, I mean, it could happen now. I mean, it, yeah, it, it definitely happen. can't happen because you know you when was the last. Hey, okay. When I was the last time we saw Errol Spence hurt? Yeah, it was against, it was against Showtime. 
I don't care what nobody say. He was buzz. I saw that. I, I mean, but we, we, hey, we, we don't see, we don't see. Shout out to my man, big, big dog, Earl Spence, man, man down, hand, hand down, man down. But he looked buzz every time I see him, bro. You got the eyes. Something about the eyes. <laughs> 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 <You> <laughs> know, hey, <laughs> but I'm just all I'm gonna say is, Terrence Crawford always comes ready to fight, and he better be ready to fight because he got a dog from him. Speaking of ready to fight, man, y'all better. It's time to lace him up, man. It's connected with baby. Connected with. So let's get go. into it, man. First connector with should Canelo strongly consider moving to 175. Go ahead, JD. That's a big old whiff, man. A big old whiff, man. You look, look, if he won't even really want to jump in the ring with Benavidez, y'all think he really want that smoke with uh Bevol or Bitter Beef? Heck nah. So I'm gonna say that's a big old whip, man. He better hey, not go up to light heavy. He might be able all. to get that one off of Joe Smith. At all. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and that would Working be a Joe. true Canelo move to go to go fight a <laughs> Joe Smith. But bro, look, he better stay away from that division. He did the right thing, picking off uh, a washed up uh was it Sergey Kovalev again at the right time. But really going up the light heavy? Nah, bro. He, he better not do that because they're going to call for them them real sharks and better be even Bebo. Q, what you got on it, man? Canelo should consider going to 175. Connect it with. I mean, you seem like he got a pretty good nutritional trainer. He got a good, pretty good strength and conditioning coach. So, I, <laughs> I mean, shit, I don't know. Hey, Sky's the limit. Over there, man. Sky's the limit. I mean, you seem like he get to do what he want to do. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no consequence, man. But as far as the mainstream media, you know. Um, yeah. So, who knows, bro? You know what I'm saying? Timothy, I'm not Timothy sure Timothy if he said, said, Oh, my God. Canelo is bro. If, if Benavidez <laughs> ain't next, and if you got any precautions of fighting Benavidez, don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So, I, 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 moving on to the next connector with. I'm going to preface this because what we want to see in boxing is something exciting, right? And sometimes it's upsetting. Sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes it's all of it. Um... Thinking back to Mikey Garcia as of recent, will with all these fights coming up and boxing fever uh, finishing at the feverish pace to end the year out, are we primed to see another ep- upset before the year's over? Go ahead, Q. Shit, well, we what the ones we just saw this weekend, man. I, uh, I'm gonna say yes. I, I can't call the upset, but I'm gonna say yes. It won't be this weekend. What you got on it, JD? It'll be a, it'll be one, but. I'm, I'm gonna roll with a connect. I'm gonna roll with a connect, and I'm gonna tell y'all the one, the 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 upset that I could possibly see happening. And I ain't saying it's gonna happen, but it would not surprise me. I already know what you're gonna say. If can Devin, I say it? If Devin Haney loses, it would not surprise me, man. Prove him wrong, Devin if, Haney. If we see an upset with Devin, I don't Haney even look at that as well. I shouldn't say. Let's go, man. champ. <laughs> We're wrong. Damn. All right. So moving on to the final connection. We will finally get a heavyweight to join the four the four belt era undisputed list in 2022. They're gonna be part of the four four belt club in 2022. I don't know if we've ever had a heavyweight as of late in the past 20 years because you know for a lot of times it was a timeshare between the Klitschko brothers. Right. And so I don't know. The last lineal champ I think we really had was Lennox 
and I don't know if he had all four belts or not. I think at that point, when you get a Linux stage, you don't really care about all the belts. Um, so I don't know who the, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know who the last four uh, belt uh, heavyweight champ was, if we ever had one. Um, y'all go ahead. Will we see that in 2022? Go ahead, Q. Damn, that's a hell of a question. Um, but I'm going to say with, and I hope I'm wrong. But just the way the game going, bro, you know, and it might be some upsets that, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I'm going to say with. What you got on JD? I'm going to say with, and, I, and here's my prediction, man. Here's my prediction. I predict, and here's the reason why I say it's a whiff is I predict that in the spring, AJ will avenge his loss. Ooh. Uh, and, and get his belts back. Ooh. All right. After watching American Gangster and BM, BMF. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen to the uh, lip, uh, what the name is, King Von. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he getting a taste of this America. You know what I mean? You know a taste mean? of America. So I think he's gonna get his belts back from Usyk. But here's the wrinkle. Here's the wrinkle. I think him and Usyk have developed a weird enough friendship. Even though they faced each other, that I think we actually get a trilogy. I think he gets. I, go for that. I I think he gets his belts back, and for some reason, I think they do it a third time, man. Okay, so I can go now. Yeah. That's bullshit. Eddie Hearns' <laughs> heart was in his throat when AJ lost. Man, he going. Hey, he he saw that money walk out the door, man. They, get that they might run, want to, bro. and it might happen down the line. But if AJ walk no, out of there with his shit. He ain't coming hey, back no time soon. Eddie Hearns, I know what you want to do, Mike. I know, I know what you want to do, Mike. But uh, there's a hundred million dollars, and so the, the 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 real question behind this is because the heavyweight division is notorious, notoriously uh, um, known for big upsets, right? Some of the biggest upsets in boxing history. Um, have been in the heavyweight division is because that one punch uh, punching power that nearly every heavyweight possesses at that size. So it's going to be interesting to see if Joshua does get his belt back, belts back. What does he do to Usyk? I, I think business wise, Eddie Hearn is going to be like hell, nah, man. Um, but I, also too, you never know, bro. You it, never know. I, I know Fury seems invincible, right? Um, but we have seen him vulnerable against Otto Wallen. Um, we did see him down twice again to um, a lesser skilled but super strong Deontay Wilder. So Fury does have his vulnerability vulnerabilities that he speaks on himself when he says, "That's why people love me. I'm vulnerable." Vulnerability gets you beat, especially when they're known vulnerabilities. And so now that we have this Fury who could put a pack on a bunch of weight because he knew he didn't have to necessarily chase Deontay Wilder around the ring. He knew he could jab. And he knew where he was going to be. But when you got to use your whole repertoire, you might not be able to come in the ring 279. And Fury's not notoriously known as a big puncher. I mean, he's been able to sit down on his punches and balloon up with Deontay Wilder just because Deontay Wilder might not have the defensive skills of some of these other heavyweights. But there's a lot going to happen in 2022, and I just feel like Tyson Fury, whoever he fights, I don't think it'll either be, I don't think it'll be Usyk if Usyk wins the Joshua rematch. I think Fury would be content on beating other 
contenders. And then ultimately, maybe at the end of 2022, maybe 2023 setting up a unification bout hey, for I, all four belts. Hey, I'll, t- I'll tell you this much, though. All I know right now, though, is it's trouble for all heavyweights <laughs> who are looking to take on that Goliath known as Tyson Fury. Because the one right. thing that Tyson Fury does have going for him that we've not seen him really have go for him probably throughout his career is that this man is staying in the gym. He's actually staying in the gym. So for the first time in his career, we're really watching him stay ready, yeah. which yeah. I think is scary for a lot of heavyweights, man. Yeah. And even though this is the second coming of the golden age in the heavyweights, you could be right. Um, but either way, man, 2022 is going to be big. You got anything left on the queue? Well, not on not on that, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but man, we gotta we gotta give a special shout out to the to the ladies, man. You know what I mean? The the other the other big upset that happened, our girl Alicia Baum Gardner, man. You know what I'm saying? That's right, yeah. And, shout you know, out to Terry Harper, with her, right? man, and you know, it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully one day we get out we get our shot back by our interview. But uh she went over there to the across the ponds, docks and bonds and laid some bombs. You know what I'm saying? Shout and, out to her. Well, fourth round, fourth round. She what stopped. Was she stopped. Terry, Terry Harper. What was her name? Terry Harper. She's she Terry Harper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, caught yeah. her with the, In the dirty. fourth round. Threw it oh, over her jab, threw an overhand, and caught her, bro. And it was so crazy if y'all ain't see it. You know what I'm saying? I posted yeah, on yeah, IG, I I but the chick was stood up. She was out on her feet, mm-hmm. vertically unconscious. And the referee <laughs> did such an amazing job because she came with that left hook. And she just like that. Not all this But no, nah, no, 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 no. Shout out, hey, but now nah, shout out to a shout man. Out. That's another American, uh, American. Who's who's the other one? Michaela Mayer. So now we got what? At least in America here, what's it? Michaela uh, Mayer and Alicia Bumgarner. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, did you guys see what uh, uh Michaela Mayer posted up? Oh, oh, we're talking about thanking thank that all the other girls should thank uh and the division her. for taking out Amadou. Amadou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big pop quote of the day. She said, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, y'all better thank me because she would have beat y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but um, thank her, man. She beats a whole lot of people. Hey, I will say, man, shout out while we're shouting out people with big victories uh, across the pond. I will say shout out to Kiko Martinez. And a shocking upset of Kid Galahad and knocked him out stiff. I don't yeah. know if y'all seen that. Yeah. I mean, he had buddied. What was his name? Uh, Kid uh, Kiko Martinez. He oh, ended yeah, up knocking yeah. out Kiko Kid Martinez Galahad. Uh, yeah, 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 that 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 was that was, was knockout of the day. Upset. Right, that was a huge upset. Yeah, yeah. When Sergio Everybody Martinez was... in the um, he was in the building. He when, when he announced it or something. Um, I'm or, not sure. Or... Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Sorry. I almost want to say I just heard somebody quote. They were saying that the uh, the guy that got knocked out, um, saying that he was like one of the best Spanish fighters ever. And I'm like, that's a lot to say. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, because that covers a whole diaspora of what? yeah. I mean, that's, getting that's, an accent. That's a that sound true. That right. sound like some Paul shit. Like, bro, I don't even know who this dude <laughs> is like that, bro. You tripping? Yeah, exactly. So, but man, keep the fights coming, boxing. We love it. And hopefully y'all love us. We love like y'all. we love y'all. This is boxing by mm-hmm. CV, baby. We out here. Take us home, fellas. Oh, they all way. We in the hallway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number uh-huh. love. Y'all already know. Download everywhere. Stream. We'll holler at y'all on the flip side. I mean, yes, sir. We out. <laughs>
1,000. Like button smashing.